west side. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit, liftoff. Good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. It's uh, Doug McCary from His Life Ministries. And uh, I just uh, wanted to uh, welcome you guys to our Thursday program. It's a guest program. And uh, typically uh, we have guests come in on Thursday and we interview them and they share about their ministry and their resources. And um, we had uh, originally scheduled James Katina to come in, but I was not able to, uh, get in touch with James. He was, uh, he had something come up. He is, uh, uh, he and his brothers are worship leaders and, uh, I know they, they travel quite a bit. Uh, and so I actually reached out to one of my mentors, a guy named John Mazel. And, uh, some of you guys have heard John on the program before, and I'm going to get John to call and weigh in on things that are happening. John, uh, has spent the bulk of his ministry life dealing with Eastern Europe and uh, dealing with uh, everything that we're seeing right now. We we have been over there many times together, and um, it is, uh, it's really bad what's happening in our world right now overseas. And in case you were under a rock and didn't know what was going on, uh, Russia invaded. Everybody knew they were going to invade. It was... A foregone conclusion. Uh, we we knew it was going to happen, but they uh, invaded Ukraine by land, air, and sea, all three ways overnight, in the largest attack that one country has had against another over in Europe since World War II. Steve, that's really mind blowing. I mean, it really is. I mean, um, the uh, Ukrainian foreign minister said that Putin has launched a full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Peaceful Ukrainian cities are under strikes right now, airstrikes. It was a tactical airstrike, a first hit. They were going in, knocking out air defense. I I heard that six Russian jets were shot down. Uh, One helicopter was shot down. But uh, make no mistake, the Ukrainian uh, military is no match for the Russian military. It, it it basically, in one sense, would be like the Canadian military going against the um, the um, the United States military. It would be really tough, as as, as good as Canada is. They they're no match. Um, and so, um, anyway, um, I, I I just uh, think we all should be praying for our Ukrainian brothers and sisters and our Russian brothers and sisters. It is a terrible thing you know you think about um what's behind it is putin one one man is calling these shots and putin has had from the beginning a desire to reestablish the soviet union as it was before the fall in in the uh, early 80s and it's a i mean you think about what's going on over in europe over the last 20 40 years there has been um literally decades of peace on the European continent where we've not had anything like this. And a lot of people don't realize how uh, dependent the European countries are on Russia for oil. So 
um, trying to get the United States to um, lead a coalition to put sanctions is going to cripple Germany. And uh, Germany's like gets 60% of their oil from the former, or from, from Russia. Uh, Great Britain gets 40% of their oil from Russia. So, Right now, what we're seeing is having a much bigger impact on Europe than it is here. But make no mistake, we're going to experience uh, an economic impact for what's going on right now. We're not really sure what the end game is, except to to say that uh, we know that uh, Vladimir Putin does not want Zelensky in power. He doesn't want the current government in Ukraine to be in power and so he has launched a war. He has waged a war, not because Ukraine infringed upon Russian territory, not because Ukraine um, did something, uh, an act of war against Russia. Simply, Putin wanted to go and reestablish Russian dominance in that area. And so he attacked. People have already uh, died in the process through the airstrikes, um, through the and and they haven't even started really any kind of ground war. But that he he made an initial claim that he was going in as a peacekeeping effort, but yet he bombed near Kiev. He bombed four major cities. Uh, in fact, the the major all the major bombings were near major metropolitan areas. And so uh, the people trying to get out of there, it's a nightmare. Um, they uh, they're traffic jam for hours and the one thing that's positive about that is they said um that they may be able to uh slow down the tanks from rolling into kiev just because of all the cars but it is it is really sad if you're living in the ukraine and there there's there's a huge contingent in jacksonville of russians and people from ukraine and so we need to pray for their families Pray for believers over there uh, that are struggling because their country's just been attacked, and it's not going to stop. This is just the beginning. This is not. Uh, it's not even close to uh, the end. Uh, Putin has made up his mind that he wants to take Zelensky out and get his government out. And even though there's been global condemnation and and sanctions, everybody's sanctioning him. He doesn't care. He's got the resources that he can sit tight for a while. He's been amassing these resources and preparing for this for a long time. So we need to pray. Pray for uh, our leaders. Pray for President Biden. Pray for other country leaders that that we can uh, act wisely and, and in a way that will deter any mass loss of human life because, uh, you know, they're going to sanction the banks. They're going to sanction... Uh, all the state control companies, and they said prepare for uh, they're going to get a lot of Internet attacks. They're expecting a lot of hacking, and uh, they've already hacked into Ukraine, and Russian hackers have been trying to destabilize things here in the U.S. for a while. Um, but um, it, it is it is a really, really bad day for the world right now. And, you know, President Biden is really – right now on display for the world as a leader, how's he going to respond? You know, what's really going to happen? You can't, you can't just, um, 
kind of wave your finger in the air and say, hey, you can't do that. Putin has made some threats. He actually threatened to do things that this country has never seen. And he's talking tough. He he speaks strength. And you got to respond to strength with strength. you got to respond back to him. You can't just wave your finger and say, hey, you can't be doing that. We, we Hopefully, he is going to, uh, he's going to, Biden will respond in a wise but forceful way. So pray for our leaders and pray for the believers over there. And uh, again, if you just tuned in, uh, we were going to have uh, James Katina on today, uh, but I was not able to uh, get in touch with James. And so uh, we're going to be joined after the first break by my good friend, John Mazel, who's uh, the founder of East West Ministries. John uh, took me on my first trip to Russia back in 1994. He's made thousands of trips over there uh, from a ministry pan- standpoint. I don't know if anybody knows that country, uh, the believers there better. He's had a huge impact over on the believers there. And so I called John to ask him if he would just weigh in a little bit, how we can pray and um, how we can uh, respond to this. John was also a Marine, and uh, he uh, understands what war is like. He fought over in Vietnam, and um, he is uh, somebody who uh, was a believer and uh, when he fought, and so we can ask him how to pray for the Russians because there's Russian believers over there that probably are following orders, but they, they, they're being told what to do, and they're so far removed from understanding what's going on. They're just being told that they need to do this, and they're following orders. And uh, so I want John to weigh in on some of those things. How can we pray for those Russian believers that are uh, serving in the Russian military uh, who are actually having to go in and invade their neighboring countrymen, really. There's there's probably relatives, in-laws, other people over there so uh, that they, they're having to go in and invade. Uh, and like I said, there's already been a loss of life, at least 40 I know of, maybe more by now. But this morning, just with the initial air raids, uh, there was 40 people killed. And so uh, I just uh, pray that... Um, that uh, God would give our leaders wisdom and give uh, them wisdom to know how to act, how firm to be in the right courses of action to limit Vladimir Putin's quest for power because he he's not going to stop at Ukraine. I think he'll go for Estonia. I think he'll go for other countries over there uh, that have uh, basically were part of the Soviet Union. I think that's what he wants to do is re constitute the former soviet union so uh, again if you're just tuning in and you thought you were going to hear james katina of the katinas that was the plan today but uh the plan changed and so now we are going to uh, have my friend and brother john mazel on john uh, former president of east west ministries and uh, he is the founder of east west ministries he's an evangelist he is a warrior and uh, you'll want to tune into that. John's going to join us after this first break. So uh, a big thank you to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, uh, and also Highway to Eternity Ministries, uh, Tom Neal Trucking. Thanks for listening. We're going to be right back on SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. 
If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. For the good hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. And yes, my voice is still a little weak, uh, but I'm recovering. And uh, I am uh, so happy now to be joined by my friend John Mazel, uh, the founder and chairman emeritus of um, East West Ministries. John uh, is a uh, former Marine. Uh, he is uh, uh, a warrior for the Lord who served over in Russia and uh, started going over to Europe in the 70s and uh, was traveling behind the Iron Curtain, took me on my first trip to Russia and started East West back in 1993, and East West focuses on church planning in closed countries and restricted access countries. And uh, he's been a dear friend, a great spiritual mentor. And uh, John, I appreciate you calling in today, good brother, and uh, being willing to weigh in on some of the stuff going on. How you doing? Hey, fine. It's always great to uh, visit with your good brother and. Uh people who call in and uh thanks so much for having me uh john i I know it probably is with a heavy heart that you see what's going on did you did you see this coming uh john with putin because you you've been around over there a long time Uh, did you see this coming well you know there were a few years ago he kind of stuck his toe out and he got it slapped pretty well and uh just about everybody in our state department knew that it was, I, I think, maybe a matter of time before uh, he went for, uh, you know, went for it all. And he's a very shrewd guy, came up through the ranks and uh, ultimately um, got the uh, presidency and in control uh, with his uh, follow- followers, and he's uh, very nationalistic. And uh, back in the days when he was making his move up the ladder, 
I remember having a number of conversations with people saying, uh, that guy you're going to have to watch if he gets uh, the flag. And he got the flag. And uh, so that's who he is. Mm. Well, John, I, I wanted to ask you to weigh in on something because I know you served in the Marine Corps as a believer. And I, I was really thinking how, how we can pray for the Russian believers who are in the military having to go into Ukraine, you know, because they're, they're, there's, they're, a lot of those guys who are out there serving as privates, corporals, there's believers within the Russian military because of East, West, and other ministries that has um, been effective over there. Um, talk a little bit about that. You were a Marine who was a, a believer over in Vietnam, um, that's a tough road when you're a believer serving in that capacity, isn't it? Uh, you know, very definitely. But, you know, the uh, there's man's point of view and there's God's point of view. And, and uh, you know, uh, uh, God's will is always the safest place uh, in the world to be, even when bullets are landing all around you Mm. and uh you know god gave me much much grace uh when i was vietnam in vietnam that jesus was very real to me and uh i remember being in firefights uh and people dropping all around me and just just running forward and laughing and saying lord is this it do i come home today (laughs) so there's a there's there's a different rock uh, that uh, you and I cling to that, uh, and your listeners cling to. It's the one that's the same yesterday and today and forever. And, 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 and so, uh, you know, the believer does have a different perspective and is willing, uh, you know, uh, to pay with his life. Uh, because he knows uh, what his life really is in Christ. Hmm. And uh, so, uh, but it's hard. Uh, There's no doubt about it. It's it's a completely different planet than the planet that we live on and getting up and going to work every day in America. Well, well, you know, I was just thinking that... uh... One, one, in listening to your response, one way we can just pray for those believers to experience that presence of God that you felt, that that presence yeah. that that they have. That um, you know, East West has been over in Russia, working over in that part of the world since '93. What what has happened over there in the last five five six years, John? Since uh, Putin has gone through this this rise upward again. Uh, has has it impacted our church planning and training over there? Are we still doing a lot over there? I I would say that we're you know that we're not as uh, in depth uh, today as we were uh, five to seven years ago, and of course when we started. A lot of it was uh, just a network that I developed in the 80s, uh, you know, when uh, even before the Iron Curtain came down. And uh, we were operating underground in the 80s. And, of course, when the wall came down and the wall, we could come above ground. 
and we started uh, our church planting movement where we could go public with what we were doing. I got all sorts of invitations to speak at, you know, I mean, universities and Moscow State University and atheistic uh, societies. And uh, because an American, oh, you were an American. Oh, let's get an American. And God just opened incredible doors and people started coming to Christ. And that was really part of the catalytic vision that God ultimately gave us. Hey, guys, uh, we got to start churches here, where before it was just sharing with a person that hoping we didn't get caught and so forth. Now these people are coming to Christ, and uh, hey, we got to start churches. Well, who, how we start, I, I don't know, but let's start start doing what we can take our next step, and then God will give us the next step after that. So it's really unfolded there. Yeah. Well, and then a few years ago, didn't they pass laws against active proselytization over there? Like if you were from the West, uh, then they pass a law. I thought they did. Um, what, you know, John, back when you and I were over there, I remember one specific trip you and I went on and I don't know if you remember it, but we went down, I think we were in Volgograd and we were, um, we went to take medical supplies and visit a hospital where soldiers, Russian soldiers, who had been wounded uh, in the fight against Chechnya were. And I huh. still remember the faces of some of those soldiers that I got to pray with. And wow. and I think of those. One particular guy, his name was Andre. <laughs> Boy, it, just, it shakes me just to think about it because he had his legs huh. blown off, but he was in a hospital. Uh-huh. And when we went in there... And and shared the good news of Jesus with him. He wanted to hug our neck, and he said, "I didn't think God cared about me," you know. And wow. and I think about Andre when I think about the Russian soldiers going into Ukraine. I think about the Ukrainian people that are there who are believers, or maybe what I call pre-believers. Maybe they're not even believers right. yet, but they're going to hear right. the gospel. And uh, right. and. Could you just speak to our listeners who are out there today on the urgency with which we need to be sharing the gospel? Well, uh, you know, I uh, uh, everybody kind of laughs when I come around and they say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, Mason, I've heard it." And they say, "Okay, what?" I say, "What? What have you heard?" He said, "Well," and I kind of jokingly, these were. Friends like you, I could talk this way too. I say, guys, I got a two point message. Uh, first point, it's going to get worse. Just read your Bible. Second point, let's just go tell somebody about the redeeming love of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's kind of been, uh, you know, the ripple effect that no matter what we've done, uh, our spear point, let's get the ear. Uh, let's get the gospel to the ear of as many people as possible, uh, and then let God go to work. Uh, and, uh, of course, in these, uh, at, at that time when the wall came down, uh, you know, I had, uh, I had a, I had two committed communists that were members of the Communist Party that came to Christ, they were professors 
one one of them was a woman and the other one was a man and the woman husband was a KGB guy and she kept telling me all the time they're watching you they're watching you <laughs> and uh but uh she was a, a professor of English at Moscow State University a zealot communist and uh she came to Christ and then there was another uh Alexander Terkoff which was a professor of I forget but he I, I forget exactly what he was a professor of but he was always interested in the business model capitalism and the economics of America we used to have those discussions and he came to Christ mm. and those those two were I, I mean it wasn't a matter when they came to Christ Buddy, they got verbal. Hmm. And uh, so they were really the spear point that opened incredible doors. Uh, even, uh, I, I can't remember whether it was in the Ukrainian, I think it was was in a Senate, in part of the Senate in Moscow that this, uh, Alexander Cherkov was a part of, and he got me a, a platform in which I could uh, got to speak and hear all these committed Communist Party leaders. And uh, he sets it up so I get to go in there and just tell them about how they can know God in a personal way. And, mm. uh, but it but it was just a God deal, all you know, just like probably what's taking place uh, in the world today, wherever God's at work. Hmm. Well, uh, John, uh, we we got a break for the news on the half hour, uh, but what I'd like to do when we come back from the news break is talk about some of those creative ways that we were able to go into Russia and share the gospel in hopes of maybe people could do some of that stuff here. <laughs> you know, I think America is as much in need of the gospel today as Russia was back in the 90s when we were over there doing that stuff. So uh, when we come back from the break, yes. uh, I want to ask you specifically about some of those things and how you were able to leverage that for the kingdom, okay? Okay. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, you're listening to SWAT Radio. I have my good friend John Mazel of East West Ministries on. And... Uh, Hey, I would ask that you pray for John in East-West as East-West continues to get the gospel out to restricted access countries. We're going to be back with more of John on SWAT Radio right after the news. Stay tuned. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. It is Thursday, February 24th, and uh, I'm excited to have John Mazel today. John, John, I just I just called John. John thought he was just saw my number, and he was giving me grief. And, and I said, John, I need you to be on the radio with me today. The guy that was supposed to be on 
and he is such a good humble brother. I appreciate him being willing to do this um, because uh, John, you you've made so many trips over there and had such an impact in Russia. Can could you just? I'm just interested to know when you see what's going on, like I know what I felt about the people over. I mean, what, what what's going through your mind about people like Valentina and, you know, Vadim and all those people we know? I mean, uh, have you have you been in contact with any of them at all? Have you been able to talk to them? Well, we uh, personally, uh, uh, many of those key leaders have already died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and God took them, their ripple effect, and, uh, uh, you know, and it's probably been, uh, maybe 10, 12 years since I've, uh, been, mm. uh, in that area, uh, of the country, maybe a little less, maybe eight to 10, something like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, the ripple effect, uh, we've we, we've got other people who are in the ground on the on the ground that uh, are in there with business visas and things like that that are still carrying on the work and uh, people are just like they were 20 25 years ago and uh, 10 years ago uh, they're wide open to the gospel hmm. and uh, so they're uh, God's got his people in every crack and crevice and corner of this world. And uh, as you just heard me say a while ago, uh, yeah, guys, it's going to get worse, uh, but don't go high. Uh, (laughs) You know, just crank it up. The best is yet to be. Oh, uh, that's a good word. Well, John, I I was able to travel with you and some other uh, business leaders on several trips over there where you guys used business as a entry point for the gospel. Can you talk about that a little bit? What what y'all did, how y'all would leverage businessmen from America to get the gospel into people's lives over there? Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, first of all, it's... Uh, I would have never gotten in if I said, uh, you know, I'm from Dallas, Texas, and can I come and uh, talk to some of your people or societies or universities or uh, even at one time the KGB Academy uh, about how they can know Jesus Christ. (laughs) I wouldn't have gotten out of the batter's box. So uh, most of our work uh, had to be underground. Most of it had to be with uh, going in with uh, a disguised purpose. Uh, and, uh, you know, I used to joke um, joke around with uh, my friends in there, and they say, yeah, we know you're CIA. <laughs> I said, yes. I said, yes, I am. I'm Christian in action. <laughs> That's and, but, uh, yeah, you had to be in those early days, uh, in the 80s, uh, you had to be very, 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 very careful. And, uh, you know, the only way to explain it is uh, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, Wait, you, you didn't have a plan? <laughs> I, I, didn't have a, I didn't have a plan, but I knew who the shepherd was. Mm. And I knew, I knew I was the dumb sheep. 
and I better keep my eyes on the shepherd. Mm. And it was a God deal from A to Z, the contacts, the networks, the people in high positions. And it was, that, that you know, God forbid, mm. I never touch his glory. Mm. Uh, it, it, it was just him at work. And that goes back to the premise, 90% of ministry my dear friends that might be listening today is just show up, mm. just show up and let God be God in and through your life. Mm. That's a good word. I, I remember uh, going to those conferences and well, I, I remember our very first trip when we went over there to, we went to Veronish and uh, I remember coming back on the train with you and uh, you and Bud. And I was thinking, man, uh, I, I think I'm going to come back over here. I think I need to do this. And at the time, I was an FBI agent, and right. and and I remember you said, "Well, you know, we start you off at about seventy five thousand dollars a year." Uh, yeah. You remember that? And you said, yeah. "The only only catch is you got to go raise it all." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah, it was that was a. Uh, a special time in our friendship. The Lord really knitted our hearts together, and, uh, you know, it was great to be in the fight and still in the fight with you, uh, my good friend. Mm. Well, you know what I appreciated, John? When we went on those trips, you and I, I don't I don't know if you remember, we'd get up and we'd go for runs, you and me. And I, w- I don't even know if I'd call them runs because we didn't move very fast, but we— <laughs> <laughs> not for two Marines. I mean, we, we, we were just yeah. out there, but, but we just didn't quit. And, uh, we would, you, you did life on life with me, John, and you, you would share as we went over there and you let me inside your, your world to see how to live a life, living uh, your passion for Jesus and, and sharing that passion with other people. I'll always be grateful for that. And, um, and you've just you've always been available, John. And and you know, I think that's a quality that has kind of uh, it's kind of gotten away from a lot of leaders today. How have you kept that as part of your ministry? The availability, even today, when I called you, I, I, you know, there's very few people that I think I could call them, and and if there's an opportunity, they'll do it because I feel like your whole ministry that I've known you. You've you've been led by the spirit that way, you, you know. You're not so locked into a plan that you're you're not available for God to do a change on you. And how have how have you maintained that through the years? Because you've been doing it a long time. Well, you know, I I'm not sure I I know how to answer the question uh, because. Uh, I, I, I don't, uh, uh, once again, I'm, I'm, I'm back to this dumb sheep equation <laughs> and getting to know the, and following the shepherd mm. and, and trusting in the shepherd. And, uh, here I was, I, I ain't even been to seminary people first, you know, well, what, what are your seminary degrees? Uh, well, I say my seminary was in the street. I have a street uh, 
seminary degree. They said, what's the street? I said, it's out there in the marketplace of life. Mm. It's living life and uh, having victories and defeats and successes and failures. And uh, it's out there on a the daily basis where about 95% of the world lives mm. in a broken world full of broken people uh, trying to be salt and light. And, uh, you know, God just, uh, uh, you know, when I was in the investment business, there were very few people uh, I ever did uh, deals with or business with uh, that I didn't get around to ultimately uh, sharing the gospel with them. Uh, and, 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 And my business, which... Uh, you know, it was an investment business. It was in Ro- we had Roll State, we had Stocks and Bond, we had such and such. Uh, you know, uh, that was kind of my support. Mm-hmm. I was uh, self-imposed, but every person who's indwelt by Jesus Christ, uh, you don't have to become a missionary. You are a missionary, mm. and you are on mission. And wherever God is, if you're the CEO of a corporation, or if you're the guy in the back that's cleaning it up uh, after everybody goes home to work, and you walk with Jesus, you're on mission, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's something that in the marketplace, I used to have guys tell me all the time uh, when I was doing deals with them or business, uh, Maisel, you need to get out of the business world and get in this. And I said, what do you mean, man? Uh, I just happen to be a self-supporting guy. Uh, and then there was a period of time that God took me through where he did lead me out uh, so I could, uh, you know, be more in an organizational, structural uh, type of uh, leverage uh, as it related to the gospel. But, uh, you know, that, that's why that's why the call to the business community is high and holy, your own mission. Mm-hmm. That's why the call to, if you're a full-time military guy, uh, that's a high calling, but your own mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're a mother, and you're home, and you're keeping care of changing diapers and crazy kids, everything. Your own mission. Mm-hmm. So location never determines uh, our purpose or our success. It's my walk with wherever he has planted you. Make sure he is your priority. And he will lead you and guide you in such a way when you get at the end of your life. And, just say, and the only thing I can think of to say right now is, uh, you know, I don't know what to say, Father. Uh, I don't know what to say. Thank you. Uh, Just thank you. That, that, you know, that, that John was an answer. And, and what I heard you saying was you just keep your eyes on Jesus. And, uh, and, and if an opportunity comes up, you, 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 you weigh, whether it's from Jesus or not, or weigh, but, but you're, you're not so locked in, and I, I think that's been a, one of the things I've been so encouraged by with you is your freedom to not be bound to any particular box. <laughs> like, like you, you're not in a box. And I think, yeah. I, think when, I think Jesus took the disciples, and every time they tried to build a box, he'd blow it up. 
<laughs> he would they were they would try yeah. to figure out a way that okay we're going to do this and, and and when peter said no that ain't going to happen to you lord he said get away that's not that's not the way i'm doing it and yeah. uh, and so keeping your your yeah. your eyes on him and it, it has yeah. been good well we're we, you know we're fixing that to, I, and, go ahead go ahead and, and and just picking up on that is that 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 no matter when I was in the Marine Corps and I was, as I said, in Vietnam and having guys drop all around me, you know, I, I'd, I'd hold guys with their last breath and see them die. And most of the time they'd say, Lieutenant, I'm the one you talked to about Jesus last night. Mm-hmm. Or, Lieutenant, you talked to me about such and such. And, and, uh, you know, and when we had our company, uh, we started a company and, and, uh, of selling, uh, costume uh, jewelry up in New York city. Well, all these buyers had come in and we had shown them, you know, the, the trinkets and so forth and, you know, try to sell them to major department store. And then we'd take them out to dinner and then it, no matter what we did, the gospel was the spear point, and the other was just a self-supporting spearhead to get the message of God's redeeming love. And uh, one of the biggest rebukes I uh, have received had been from guys that maybe two, three years before I ever get around to, uh, to sharing Jesus versus two or three months or two or three days or two or three hours, however God uses it, it's, Maisel, why did you wait this long Mm. to tell me about this? The time is urgent. Mm. It's short. And the issues for those that God brings in our lives are huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, John, that is so true. And I... I don't know if I shared with you about a guy. I was speaking at a missions conference in South Carolina, and uh, and there was a guy in the audience that flew with me. He went through flight school at Pensacola with me, and and I saw him, and I was shocked he was there because I was shocked he was a believer because I knew he wasn't a believer at Pensacola. And I was like, wow, I'm so excited that you're here. And he goes, well, me too. How long have you been a believer? And he said that to me, and I said, well, I, be, I was a believer at Pensacola. He goes, well, why didn't you tell me? You know, <laughs> and, and you talk about just yeah. feeling punched in the gut. I mean, a, a rebuke was uh, an understatement, It, it, but it's true. I mean, and I thought, well, why didn't I? And, so, yeah, and, and, and you and I both know now that when we have, okay, seeding, Throw out a hook and see if you can get a spiritual conversation going there. Uh, and then almost every time you have that thought in an interpersonal relationship, the enemy is that, well, don't do that. You're going to lose the deal if you do that. Mm-hmm. Or don't do that. That person's not interested in that. The enemy will always be in opposition to that gentle pricking that the Spirit of God gives you of uh, just throw out a hook and see uh, where it goes from mm-hmm. there. And and even as old as I am, uh, 
now and as many years with the Lord, if I go share Christ today with some, I will have that same battle. Don't do it. He's not interested. You're going to offend the guy. You're going to, that comes with the turf. And guys, we got to step into it and through it and let God be God in and through your life. Mm. Wow. You know, John, as I, as I think about you uh, and your ministry to me and the ministry that I, I was able to observe in you overseas, um, I saw a man motivated by God's love for him and his love for others. I saw that in you and, um, you're, you were, you were on mission and it was contagious to me. And I, I, I appreciate that so much, but I have a question for you. Looking back on your life, you're, you're in your eighties now, as you look back, if you could go back to John Mazel at Oklahoma state, and you could say anything to that John Mazel uh, about the rest of his life. Hey, this is John from the future. I've seen the world. I've been overseas. I've done all these things, and I've been able to experience a lot of success in a lot of different areas. This is the one thing I want to share with you. What would you share with your, your old self going back, looking at that John Mazel in college? Uh stay in the book Mm. stay in the book Mm. you don't when you're six months old in the Lord you don't have to act like a guy 30 years old in the Lord Mm -hmm. be who you are but stay in the book, and God will get you where he wants to use you and gift you in a way in which he can leverage you that my eyes have not seen nor ears heard nor even entered in the hearts of those that said, I don't know what I'm doing, Lord, but I'm yours, and I'm going to walk by faith, and I want to be your man. And you have my permission to do whatever is necessary in and through me to make me the person you want me to be. Mm. And it starts with the book. Mm. You know, that is that is such a good reminder, and it just keeps coming back to the Word, coming back oh. to the Word. I mean, you're one of at least five or six people leaders uh, that I I know who are in their 70s or 80s that have all reiterated the same thing. Stay in the word. And and I think it's Satan's greatest uh, attack on us is to do anything to keep us out of the word. (laughs) You know, there there is any, any time you get even today, any time you say, well, I, you know, I think I'll go read a couple of chapters. Uh, well, here, why don't you do this first? And as soon as you do this, then you can go read a diff- uh, those chapters. Every time the Spirit of God nudges us to move in the book, if I don't have regular times or sequence, there is always, at least with my experience, mm-hmm. 
a reasonable, not a simple uh, uh, situation, a reasonable alternative to do something else. Hmm. Well, I've got a, uh, I've got to run down and um, and uh, pay that bill at uh, the drugstore, and then when I come back, I'll I'll pick up the book and I'll do it. Or, uh, well, I need to uh, make a call here and set up an appointment uh for a couple of days and uh, i got to talk to this guy about this deal he's interested in uh no matter what it is you've got to you you've got to break through that and if if you're if, if you're good about hey this is a period of time it is non-negotiable with me. Uh, and most of us, with our crazy world that we live in now, uh, our schedule's all over the map, and there are people and, and, and such and such. But understand, you will have a fight when it you have, when the Spirit of God whispers, come on, let's get some time at the book. Hmm. Come on, let's get some time at the book. And if there's something there that you cannot do it at that time, say, okay, Lord, uh, let me get this, and then I'm in the book. Uh, That's a good word. That's a good word in the book. Well, John, uh, before we end today, we got people listening in Virginia Beach, Meridian, Mississippi, here in Jacksonville, St. Augustine up in Georgia, and uh, we even got it. I know at least a couple of people listening over in England. Um, and so there's listeners, people who've asked for the book, Is Jesus God, that you wrote. And, uh-huh. and by the way, uh, uh, your assistant graciously sent us some, so I'm going to be mailing those out to the people who asked for them. But for the person out there who's listening, who's played with God, who's not really, really embraced him, embraced Jesus, they've just they've played church. Um, I, I would like you to do what God made you to do, what I've seen you do a thousand times. I, I would like for you to take just a couple of minutes and give them the elevator God speech, the elevator Jesus speech for somebody who's sitting on the ledge, who's never taken the step. Just tell them before we go out today. Well, uh, well, uh, I think, uh, uh, number one, if they're listening to this program, uh, they have an interest, an interest in God. Uh, I was a kid that uh, was raised uh, uh, had two reputations. I was always down at, when the church opened, uh, and I was known as the meanest kid in town. <laughs> and uh, uh, all the way through my high school days and. Uh, uh, football days and and and, and so forth, uh, and uh, to the people that are going to church and their Sunday school and are religious, uh, make sure that you put a stake in the ground and say, Lord Jesus, I trust you and you alone as my Savior and Lord. And I invite you personally to come into my life and be my Savior and Lord and do what you 
wish to do with my life. <laughs> and uh, the churches are filled with people like that. Uh, most of your audience that is uh, out there, they're not anti-God. They're, they're, they're listening to uh, to a God broadcast. <laughs> they're, uh, uh, they're bent towards spirituality. But uh, the simple question, which is out there, uh, that uh, that all of us that are talking here today know, uh, is is just uh, uh, if I died today and I went to heaven and I knocked on the door and God said, "Why should I let you in my heaven?" How would you answer it? And there are a lot of good religious people. There are a lot of church people. Uh, it's amazing how many people become a new creation in Christ after they have been in the church decades. Mm-hmm. Not just a few days, decades. Mm. And, uh, of course, I was two decades uh, uh, on that before I understood it and said, yes, Lord Jesus. I opened the door of my life, and I asked you to come in to be my Savior and my Lord. And I thank you that you have paid for my sin, and I received the gift of eternal life from you. Thank you. Mm. Now, make me the man or the woman that you wish me to be. Oh, thank, thank you, John. You for thank- coming into my life. Thank you. And if, if you did that today, and you would like an Is Jesus God, which really goes into detail about that, just send an email to Doug at SWATradio.com. That's D-O-U-G at SWATradio.com. John, so good to have you. Thank you, brother. We right. will be back right. on Monday. Tomorrow right. we're doing a special broadcast, a rebroadcast of Steve Farrar, who passed away last weekend. Um, remember Steve's family. And uh, Taylor and I will be back on Monday. God bless you, John. Blessings, right. peace, and grace. Blessing, bye. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening 